Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. And this week, I want to talk to you about aesthetic goals. This is probably going to be kind of a hot topic because I think this is something that a lot, well, not all of, but but a lot of the clients that I work with and just women in general kind of fall in this spot that is, you know, I want to take care of my body and treat my body well, but I also want to look a certain way. And then with that, there's this kind of underlying tone of guilt. Like you're not supposed to want your body to look differently. You're not supposed to want to change your shape. You're not supposed to want to have aesthetic goals. And I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think you get to do whatever you want with your body. Like I really do believe that. And I sometimes I see in the body positive world or anti-diet world, it like these kinds of conversations really get shut down. Like you, you shouldn't want this, that you shouldn't have this desire. And if you do, it's because you're living for the man and fuck the patriarchy and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. This is the, and this is why I'm, I'm doing this episode because you get to decide And I just wanted to give this topic a little airtime in case you have been in your head, because I know in the past I did, where I was like, damn, I really want to, you know, own my body and live my life for me. And I want to have a certain body. And I was really conflicted for a long time because I I felt like I was in this tug of war, right? Where I was either like never thinking about the shape of my body, only doing everything for feelings and never doing anything for looks, or I was just this like fake superficial person that was constantly on a mission to mold and manipulate her body. And that's not uncommon thinking in the people that I work with, kind of this all or nothing way of being, right? Where I'm either only eating donuts and ice cream, or I'm having green juice and grilled chicken and fish. I'm not doing any exercise and I'm just wearing frumpy gym clothes because I don't care at all about my body and how it looks. I just do it for how I feel or I'm wearing leggings that go up my ass crack and I can't breathe and I'm doing a bajillion crunches because I just have to get abs <laughs> or a bigger butt. You know, and and what I want to offer is that there is in fact the middle lane. There is in fact a middle way to live between these two extremes. And I think that that's a very enjoyable place to be. With all of this being said, you again get to decide where you want to land. 
Now, depending on where you are in your own process of food and body and all of this work, you're going to change. Your relationship to your body is going to change. Your relationship to exercise is going to change. And this is exactly why I want to say it's okay to be wherever you are in the process that you're in because you you won't stay there forever. I've talked about this in other episodes too of your body having seasons, like physically, emotionally, you go through seasons as a human being. Some months you may be more physically active, other months not so much. Both of those are okay. But now let's talk about exercising for the sole purpose of aesthetics. So the whole reason behind working out is for changing your body. Is this bad or wrong? No, absolutely not. But is it enjoyable for you? Are you are you enjoying it? What is the motivation behind it? Like what is it that you think you will achieve once you change your body in this certain way? And I want you to think about that if you noticed yourself going to the gym for weight loss, if you've noticed yourself doing certain exercises or doing a new 12 work exercise routine for whatever new muscle definition, why? Is it a personal challenge? Is it something you feel excited and challenged by? Or is it coming from self-loathing? Is it coming from, I hate this body, and I have got to change it. I have to get out of this. Because that's where my exercises came from for a really long time. I rarely asked my body, like just the thought of asking my body how it felt was like, what the hell kind of planet are you on? Like this is insane. Who asks their body? And the reason that felt so foreign is because I was not uh, like attached or connected to my body. It felt like I, as a person, was on a completely different level than my body. We didn't communicate. It was a very strained relationship. Anytime my body tried to say something, I was like, not now. I don't have time for you. I was very annoyed by anything my body did or had to say. And pretty much every single time I saw her. And that coming at aesthetic goals with that energy, with that relationship with yourself is exhausting, is painful, and the truth is you never get to where you want to go. You're trying to punish yourself thin. You're trying to punish yourself happy and lovable. If I just get this body, then fill in the blank. If I just get a bigger butt, a smaller waist, stronger thighs, more defined arms, better shoulders, then 
I'm going to be able to wear the shirt and it's going to look so cute on me. Then I'm going to get the attention from so-and-so. Then I'm going to be able to apply for the job. And that is bullshit. That is not true. That is a lie. And this is exactly why when we look back at older photos of ourselves and we're like, dang, I was actually really skinny and super hot and I still hated the way I looked, right? We've all done that. And that's because when we look at our bodies, we don't really see it clearly. When, when you look at your body, I would be willing to bet what you do is you focus on the trouble area, quote unquote, right? When you look in the mirror, I bet your eyes go directly to your stomach, your arms, your thighs, your, your chin, your face, whatever it is that you don't like, that's where you, you go. That's, that's what you look at. And as you know, whatever you focus on gets bigger. So I would love for you the next time you pass by a mirror and you start tearing yourself apart to look at yourself fully, to like take a step back Don't just obsess on the one body part and really take it all in. Look at yourself as a whole, full, entire human being. And then going back to the aesthetic goal, you know, can you go work out because you want to feel a little stronger? You want a little more definition in your arms? You want to you want your legs to feel strong when you walk up the stairs? You want to you want to try and build your booty because why not? Great. That's not something you need to be ashamed of. That's not something you need to be embarrassed by. And, and if you wear makeup and you, and you get fancy and you wear shoes that you think are adorable and you think make you look hot, do it. I am all for it. Do what makes you feel fucking amazing. But really ask yourself if it's making you feel fucking amazing. Are the goals that you have for yourself making you feel good? Are they exciting to you? Are they motivated by fun and a challenge or are they motivated by if I don't change this, something is wrong with me. If I don't achieve this, I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. I'm disgusting. And that is the problem where I see aesthetic goals fall. Like that, that is a reason why I just, I, I don't think aesthetic goals are helpful and again, from my own experience, uh, working out for purely aesthetic goals really changed the dynamic that I did have with exercise. It was no longer a stress relief. I mean, I guess it was a stress rel- relief because when I didn't do it, I got so anxious because I feared what was happening to my body if I didn't. I feared losing any progress that I made. I feared gaining weight. So then, of course, when I would go, it would feel like an anxiety or stress reliever, but it it wasn't. It was actually the creator. It was the exercise that was creating so much of that stress, so much of that anxiety. So if you have some fitness goals, some exercise goals, or some aesthetic goals, what I'd love for you to do is to just 
take a step back. You can write this on paper. You can just toss it around in your brain if you want. But really ask yourself, why? What do I think will happen once I achieve this? What do I think will be different once I achieve this? How do I think I will feel once I achieve this? Write those down, fill them out, and look at them. And then a follow-up question is, what if you could have all of that in the body you have right now? For a lot of the ladies that I work with, there's this very deep-seated, strong belief of, I need my body to be smaller if I want to be successful. Larger women are not successful. And to that, I want to respond, then go first. Go do it. It's so interesting when I hear clients say this because I frequently hire women in larger bodies because I think they're amazing. It's not like, you know, in a Lizzo interview, she's like, don't stop telling me that I'm so inspiring by existing in my body. That's not it. But I see so many women trying to change, shape, mold, and manipulate their bodies so they can become more lovable, more more sexual, more motivating, more inspiring, more attractive. And man, for me personally, that's never been what I've been attracted to in other women. In fact, quite the opposite. I go off the person that exudes authenticity and confidence and certainty and makes me feel like I can just be me where I'm not like eating with this person and looking at them and thinking, damn, I really need to get my act together. (laughs) Right. And that's not to say that these people are bad either. Really? Right. Like we really want to get away from these good baddies, bad baddies, right. Bad bodies, right. Bad. You know what I mean? Good, bad, right, wrong, all that stuff, because it's really not true. It's just simply not. There is no such thing as a better body. There is no such thing as a worse body. It's just, it just doesn't exist. It's all the story that you have about those bodies. But if you're out there listening and you're one of those women thinking, I can never achieve the success that I want. Only thin people are successful. And, you know, we can't really argue with the facts of like fat phobia is very much uh, a thing in the United States, right? Like thinness, you know, you do, it is a real thing. There is thin bias. There is fat bias. It absolutely happens. But that is then going to be the work for you. If you are in a larger body or not the quote, like stereotypical thin ideal, then that is the work of challenging that belief because what it is, is a belief. It's a belief that you have that I could never achieve the level of success and happiness that I want in this body. And again, it's bullshit. Yes, you freaking can, but not if everyone in a body that's larger than a whatever size doesn't go after it. Like be the change you want to (laughs) see, right? Like show up. Wear the crop top. 
do your fucking push-ups and crunches and all of that. And then also know that your body is amazing no matter what. Like really, truly find women in your social circle, find women on social media that are strong, powerful, amazing women that you find inspirational and start yourself a damn Pinterest board. Save them to your Instagram. I have tons of those in my Instagram. Energy motivation, post motivation, inspiration, nail art, which is off topic, but that is one of my folders too. You know, there save that in, in your Instagram. You don't have to 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 strong arm this, right? Like give yourself a, a break. Like bring in the the shortcuts and bring in the the easiness, the ease when you can, when and where you can. And so on those days, maybe where your confidence isn't so high, maybe on the days where your body image does suck, you pull up that folder that's on Instagram or Pinterest and you look through those. You read through those words, you look at those images and you, and you get your mind back on track because that also happens. And that is irrelevant of your size, right? Like I have been up and down 50, 60 pounds and it didn't matter, right? I was still like, ew, gross. No, this, that, you, it was never like this sustained, oh my God, I'm so amazing. I look so beautiful. I'm so perfect. I love it. It just wasn't like that, right? There's highs and lows all the time. And so put things into place that help you remember what you're doing, who you are, and that you are okay, and again, challenging those beliefs, challenging the, the inner dialogue of fat phobia, cha- challenging the idea that to be successful or have the life that you want, you have to have this size waist. Like, go out there and find that information because I promise. If you aren't doing that, you will be doing the opposite. You will be finding all the reasons why you you do need to lose weight, why this isn't going to work for you. You'll find all the really happy people that are in relationships or the really successful people and be like, oh, it's because she's so thin. And and that's it's a cop-out. It just gives you an excuse as to why you shouldn't try. Not true and not good enough. You're better than that. For, for exercise, what I'd really love for you to do is practice, well, actually this goes outside of exercise, this goes into literally the core of my work, but like what feels good in your body, right? What, what feels, your body knows, your body's so much smarter than you give it credit to because you've always just like shut it down, <laughs> right? You're like, mm, nah, no thanks, not today. What, what feels good? Here's a question that might kind of take you for a trip. What if you thought about your weight the same way you thought about your height? Let that sink in for a second. What if you thought about your weight in the same way you thought about your height? Now for me, I'm short. I'm 5'3". Everything is, I, I've never find a pair of pants that fit me. It's so annoying. High rise jeans go like basically cover my tits. Like it just, it's the, it's a nightmare, but I know that about myself. Okay. So I could 
You know what's also funny? I have to tell you this too, is I used to walk into, and this was like six years ago, <laughs> I would like walk into Sears or Macy's and I would see the mannequins at the front of the store in these really cute outfits and I would think, God, Sears, yes, Sears, I just said it. It was. It's always the store you walk into when you're at the mall, okay? Don't judge me. Or Nordstrom is fine, whatever. But you go in and you see, you see the mannequins and I would always think like, God, when I get taller, like when I really hit, hit my peak height, that's what I'm going to wear. I was like 20 something, okay? <laughs> I was not going to get any taller. So I could have waited my entire life until I grew to wear those clothes, which was never going to happen. Or I could start finding clothes that fit the body I have which often means a freaking petite because I'm so short, which means certain styles of pants don't look great on me, right? It's working with your body. What feels good to your body? What would you do? What, how would you move? How would you eat if it had zero impact on your body? And many of you want to go to the thought, the, the, to the reaction of, well, Renee, listen, if I did that, I would just never do anything. I'd lay around all day long. No, you wouldn't. You and I both know that. You can't chill that much, first of all. And second of all, your body craves movement. Your body craves fruits and vegetables. Your, your body craves a variety of everything. It's developing that trust with yourself. And that doesn't mean you don't push yourself. That doesn't mean you don't, you know, decide to to hit a squat personal record or run a marathon or do things that are challenging, but because they sound fun, because they make you feel good and only you are going to be able to tell this right? This is the thing with exercise is there's really kind of a fine line. And this is where you've got to be honest with yourself because, you know, with all of this, even if it's eating salad every day for two weeks or eating fried chicken every day for two weeks, neither of them mean like, wow, she's definitely doesn't have any food issues anymore, or she's definitely super healthy, or she definitely doesn't care about what she eats or anything. Like it doesn't matter on what you're doing, whether you're eating fried chicken every day or a salad every day or working out and doing high intensity intervals or just going on walks, like you can't tell someone's satisfaction in their life or with their body or, or their relationship to themselves based off what they do or how they eat. Because a lot of that exercise or a lot of the salad options or the fried chicken options can be fueled by self-loathing right? It's not about what you're doing. It's about why you're doing it, why you're doing it in the first place. Is it coming from, I'm not okay. And I hope this makes me okay. Or is it coming from, you know what? This feels really fucking good. And I want to keep doing it. I like the way I feel when I show up this way. I like the way I feel when I dress this way. I like the way I feel when I move this way. And if you want to challenge yourself with different types of exercise or different goals or whatever, you get that. You have that a, a privilege to be able to decide what path you want to go down. 
the most important thing I want you to hear is it comes back to you and you've got to be really honest with yourself and ask yourself, what is fueling this? If my, if my worth, if my lovability wasn't dependent upon this at all, would I still do it? If my weight weren't dependent on this at all, would I still do it? I also can't talk about aesthetic goals without, you know, of course, acknowledging the fact that your genes, your genetic makeup play a huge role. There are certain people out there that are just going to effortlessly maintain a very thin or very muscular build and they're just living, right? They're like, I don't know, I was just kind of like born this way. People will comment on my on my arms. I kind of have beefy biceps and so did my mom. Like I it's really it's just there and people think, "Oh gosh, I have to work so hard to get that and to get this and and to get those abs." But a lot of the people out there that you see with abs are are they're just kind of there, right? They just they're they're effortlessly there in the same way that you see really thick curvy women with like an hourglass figure, also genetics. So just kind of keep that in mind too uh, while you were while you're listening to this episode. There's also kind of a cute video out there. You can go to YouTube and Google poodle science and it just kind of demonstrates in a very cute cartoonish way uh, b- relating body image and the shape of our bodies to dogs. So who doesn't love that? So if you're bored, go go check that out. All right, I hope this episode gave you a few things to kind of toy around with a little bit. I hope the next time you you go to the gym or you order something, just ask yourself like, why am I getting this? What am I wanting from this? How do I feel when I do this, when I move this way, when I eat this way? Like really asking your body what feels good. And also remembering at the end of the day, you always get the choice right? You, there is no bad decision. There is no wrong decision. And your goals are going to consistently fluctuate throughout your life. Let, let yourself do that. Like enjoy the ride, let yourself have fun, let yourself experiment and play around with it. But, you know, ask yourself those important questions as well. All right, my friends, you're the best. I will see you back here next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.